Good evening. It is Thursday, September 3rd in the year 2020. The readings this evening are first a psalm of hope and instruction, a promise of God's faithfulness to those who are faithful, and then a description of what it is to live a righteous life, what it is to live as God desires us to live. The Gospel reading continues our readings from John, uh, picking up immediately after Jesus' escape from uh, the angry crowd uh, in uh, in, uh, Jerusalem. And an act of compassion is the center of that reading. I hope that... uh, I hope that you find light and love in uh, everything that we do here. I'm so grateful to you for being a part of this ministry. I hope that it blesses you as you are a blessing to me. I thank you for that. I'm Bob, and this is Evening Prayer. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. My heart teaches me night after night. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not fall. The Lord be with you. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. The psalm appointed for this evening is from Psalm 37, beginning with the 19th verse. (laughs) 
The Lord cares for the lives of the godly, and their inheritance shall last forever. They shall not be ashamed in bad times, and in days of famine they shall have enough. As for the wicked, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the glory of the meadows, shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous are generous in giving. Those who are blessed by God shall possess the land, but those who are cursed by him shall be destroyed. Our steps are directed by the Lord. He strengthens those in whose way he delights. If they stumble, they shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds them by the hand. I have been young, and now I am old. But never have I seen the righteous forsaken, or their children begging bread. The righteous are always generous in their lending, and their children shall be a blessing. Turn from evil, and do good, and dwell in the land forever, for the Lord loves justice. He does not forsake his faithful ones. They shall be kept safe forever, but the offspring of the wicked shall be destroyed. The righteous shall possess the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and their tongue speaks what is right. The law of their God is in their heart, and their footsteps shall not falter. The wicked spy on the righteous and seek occasion to kill them. The Lord will not abandon them to their hand, and not let them be found guilty when brought to trial. Wait upon the Lord, and keep his way. He will raise you up to possess the land, and when the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen the wicked in their arrogance, flourishing like a tree in full leaf. I went by, and behold, they were not there. I searched for them, but they could not be found. Mark those who are honest. Observe the upright. For there is a future for the peaceable. Transgressors shall be destroyed, one and all. The future of the wicked is cut off. But the deliverance of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord will help them and rescue them. He will rescue them from the wicked and deliver them because they seek refuge in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The lesson this evening is from the Gospel of John, chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciple asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. 
Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Salom, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and all those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud spread it on my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes that he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will be hearing more from the man born blind. But I'd like to turn our attention to the earlier part of this lesson when Jesus' disciples asked, what did, what did this man or his parents do to deserve such a, a horrible thing to happen to him? He was born blind. What, what sin caused this to come into the world? And it echoes an idea that we hear in the psalm as well. As I said, there's much light and hope and instruction in the psalm about, about godly living. But there is also an old idea that Good things come to those who are good, and evil things come to those who are evil. And one might infer from that that those who suffer, those who are poor or hungry, those who have tragedy in their lives, that they suffer because of some sin in our life because of some wicked thing that they did or that they inherited from a previous generation from their parents or farther back. Jesus says something terribly important here that the blind man's suffering is not a punishment or a curse it is an opportunity to serve the Lord. It is an opportunity to love. 
And Jesus takes that opportunity to show the man how he might become healed and receive his sight, a sight he'd never had ever in his whole life. I have friends who would call themselves atheists, who look at suffering in the world, at poverty, at uh, all of the horrible things that happen in this life, and see that as proof that there is no God, or that if there is, he is a, a sadistic monster torturing his helpless creation. And my response to that is that, uh, one of understanding. It certainly makes sense, doesn't it? How could a loving God allow such things to happen, allow children to go without food, allow parents to abuse their children? How could a loving God allow people to die with cancer or some horrible disease, virus? How could a loving God allow innocent people to be murdered in the streets? And I see the horror in these events, and I see the confusion that they cause, the great the great mystery of suffering, but in that suffering I also see opportunity, an opportunity to serve. I have always believed that uh, when we finally meet our God and ask, Lord, why did you allow this suffering? Why didn't you send help? And I do believe that God's reply to our righteous and angry question will be, but I did send help. I sent you. Jesus encountered a man blind from birth and had compassion on him and took action not only took action, but showed the man action he could take himself to continue the work that Jesus had started. A double blessing. We may not have the power to uh, lay our hands on someone who is suffering and make them well, but we do have the power to serve them. We do have that power. I don't know what the judgment day is going to look like. I don't know if it's going to be a, a horrible angel with a book of all my sins who will read them out. And I'll be weighed as the Egyptians believe. My heart will be weighed against the, the weight of a feather. If my heart is heavy, I will be condemned to the underworld. I don't know what the judgment day will look like. 
But I do believe that when it comes time for me to live the consequences of the choices I have made in this world, one of the things that will influence those consequences will be the way that I responded to the suffering that I encountered, to the needs that I encountered, to the people I met, to whom I extended love. For loving is God's work for us. Loving. It can be the hardest thing in the world, but it is what we do best. It is, in many ways, the work we were created to do, created in the image of the one who loved each of us into being. My prayer for you and for me today, tonight, this evening, and always is that we might recognize every opportunity to love and that we might not miss one of them. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children, forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O Lord that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O Lord, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of all your saints, and trusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name, increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and bring forth in us the fruit of good works, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. This evening from the World Cycle of Prayer, we pray for the people of Chad. And from the Ecumenical Cycle of Prayer, we pray for our sisters and brothers members of the Greek Orthodox Church of Jerusalem. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank you for the blessings of the day that is past, and humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours, through him who died and rose again for us, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray now for our own needs and those of others. O God, whose fatherly care reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech you graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing nearer to you, may be bound together by your love in the communion of your Holy Spirit and in the fellowship of your saints. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you, and then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.